Uh, open up with me tonight to, uh, let's see, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Tonight, we're going to continue on our, the test we've been taking. How many of y'all remember what the first test was about? I started it last Wednesday. Time test. Amen. And then we went on over to into Sunday to what? Word. The word test. The word test. And guess what kind of test y'all gonna get to take tonight? The character test. The character test. All these tests are allowed by God in our life as a child of God to see for us to see really what's in us when we come into certain circumstances in this life. You don't really know how you're going to respond until you've been put into fire. You don't understand how you're going, how you're going to react and the attitude you're going to have until you've been pressurized. When somebody pushes some of your buttons and you thought, Hey, man, I got the joy of the Lord, and I got the peace of God, and I'm walking in love. And then the boss comes by and pushes your button. Out went the love, out went the joy, and out went the peace. And then you're like, well, I thought I had it. <laughs> well, that's what these circumstances and these tests that God allows in our life is for us to see what's in us. Not that God sees what's in us. God already knows us, and he knows what's in our heart. That's right. Jesus knew what was in the heart of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and all other people without somebody telling him. He knew what was inside of people. I don't need that sound. I don't know what it is. Just turn the sound on. It's on. Oh, it is? Okay. I got it. That's okay. That's what you call authority. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk over and unplug it. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to put up with it. That's like when the devil comes out of sometimes, we just sit there and listen to him. Uh, just walk over there and unplug it. Take authority over it. But uh, these tests, God knows all about us. A lot of times, we, ha we have not arrived yet. And there's a lot of things that need, still need to be worked out in us because God's really... Uh, the, the test is all about us getting uh, molded into the image of Christ so we can represent Jesus in this earth like we ought to. It's called full surrender. He's trying to get us to a place where when people see us, they don't see the old us, they see the new us. And the new us is in Christ Jesus. And that's the way we should want it. We should want people to see Jesus in us. We should want people to see Christ in us. If we are professing and confessing Christians out to the world, we got to show them that. Amen? Amen. they got to see Christ in us. It can't be just all talk. It's got to be a lot of walk. That's right. Amen? Amen? So, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Remember this. Do not be deceived. I wish I knew how many times actually the Bible said, be not deceived. Mm-hmm. Because it's all through there. Many, many times. Jesus said it. Paul said it. It's in the Bible so many times. Be not deceived. 
evil company, or the King James Version said, bad company, corrupts good habits. Evil company, or bad company, corrupts good habits. What's that mean? It means you got to watch who you hang around. Because if you don't, if you hang around the wrong people long enough, or if you hang around ungodliness long enough, it will eventually begin to uh, rub off on you. It's called impartation. It, whatever you hang around long enough, you'll become that. You, if you hang around somebody that talks a certain way, hallelujah, if you ain't careful, you, you'll find yourself talking like them, <coughs> acting like them. It's called impartation. A lot of our children uh, act and walk accordingly because they have watched us all their lives. Amen. We have rubbed off on them. But you have to watch as a child of God. You have to change play, play, playmates and playgrounds when you get saved. Because right. if you don't, you're going to find out that you're not changing very fast. And you're not changing very fast because of the company that you keep. Always remember the word of God said, don't be deceived. Bad company is going to corrupt good habits. Right. You can start off good. I've seen people start off so good. They separate themselves. They go to church. They come out of the world. They come into the church. They start, they surrender to Jesus. There's a lot of changes that take place. Then all of a sudden, they thing you know, they start hanging around the same old dudes that they that they used to when they were sinners. Next thing you know, guess what? They drop out of church, get to where you don't see them no more. What happened? That bad company began to rub off on them and they went backwards again. Amen. That's called backsliding. But character, I wrote down some pretty cool character quotes today. Think about this. Uh, much may be known of a man's character by what he laughs about. Ooh. Think about that. Wow. Anybody ever, when you go to work, somebody come up and say, hey man, I got a joke on tell you. Mm -hmm. And you know this guy's character is not good. He ain't going to tell you no uh, Gable standing at the, at the gate joke. <laughs> He's going to come off with something. And if you sat there long enough, you're gonna you'll figure out what he the joke that he just told you. If that if you laugh at it, and if that's funny to you, it tells you something about your character. If he tells you a dirty joke, one that's unscriptural, one that's dirty, one that's filthy, and you get a good laugh at it, and just sat there and it don't bother you, something wrong with your character. If it if you hear it and it bothers you, and you walk away laughing, man, that was filthy. That just made me feel like I was dirty. That means, hey, Jesus has done a work in you. Amen? Amen. But whatever you're laughing at, may tell, it's going to tell a lot about your character. Here's another one. You can easily judge the character of a man by how he treats those who can do nothing for him. Mm -hmm. Somebody that can't do nothing for you. A homeless man. Somebody like, how do you treat them? If you, it, it tells something about your character, whether you're humble or you're still arrogant and full of pride. If you're better than them, you don't want to get your hand dirty. That's right. You don't want to get, you don't want to get, you don't want to hug them because they smell. 
What's that tell you about you? That tells something about our character that we need to be humble some more. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Another one. The best way to teach character is to have it around the house. The best way to teach character is to have it around your house. For mamas and daddies, grandparents, if you want your children to grow up and have good godly character, it's going to help us, help them to see character in us. That's right. Integrity, truth, honesty. Amen. No lying, no backbiting, all kind of stuff. Godly character. That's going to help their character whenever they go to school. If, if little Johnny wants to lie 99% of the time, guess where he's getting that from? Come on. If little Johnny's cussing all the time, <laughs> guess where little Johnny's been hearing it from? Yeah, right. that's right. Amen? Amen. Ooh, little Johnny. Anybody got a little Johnny in here? <laughs> Here's another one. The measure of a man's real character is what would be what would he do if he knew or if if he Oh let me start again. The measure of a man's real character is what he would do if he uh knew he would never be found out. Right. Mm -hmm. That means, what would he do in secret? <coughs> if nobody else was looking, <coughs> what would he do? That's right. Because character has, uh, integrity is part of character. That's right. The word integrity means uh, that you're going to do what's right when nobody else is looking. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? That's integrity. That's you're going to do what's right when nobody else is looking. That's right. So guess what? If you was a police officer and you got, you're behind on your bills, you ain't getting paid a lot of money. This is just an example, okay? I don't think we got no police officers in. <laughs> and you pull over somebody and, he's, and when you open his trunk, he's got a briefcase in there full of $100 bills. Might be $50,000. Could be 100000 in that briefcase. And the enemy, Satan, hits you with, won't well, nobody never know about this briefcase if you take it to the house. You know you're behind on your bills. You know you could use this money. Why don't you just, nobody never going to know. See, this is integrity. And if you are tempted then with a character test, mm -hmm. are you going to pass that test or are you going to take that $50,000 home and put it up into you. Hey, you could use it for good things. Mm -hmm. The college, the scholarship for the children. Pay the house off. Pay the cars off. Pay everything off. They're free. But your character, your integrity said that is wrong. Mm -hmm. Just because nobody would knew, just because uh, I wouldn't be found out, I can't live with myself because I have core values. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's character. And what see what the church needs a lot today is we all need a character test. That's right. Amen. Here's the thing, if we ain't careful, especially in a Pentecostal church, we can get carried away with the gifts and the power of God uh -huh. and walk in the power, walk in the gifts, see healing, signs and wonders, but our character can be loose. Yeah. 
Yeah, come on. I heard someone say a long time ago, said, don't let your gifts carry you further than your character can keep you. That's right. Did y'all hear that? Come on. The character is what keeps us. Jesus not only had gifts and power, but he had character. That's right. And he had to develop character in Peter, James, and John, and all the rest of them. It was a, it, it's, it's always, a, we're always in a, in a process of changing from glory to glory. That's right. Hallelujah. A transformation period that we die and he lives. Amen. Right. Amen. We must decrease and he must increase. That's Anybody right. ever heard Amen. that before? Yeah. Amen. Character. Your character is what God knows you to be. Your reputation is what you think you are and what others think of you. Your character is what God sees in you and he knows in you. That's right. We can have a reputation and people can hear things about you, but they don't know about you. Amen? Amen. The reputation and character are two different things. That's right. That's right. God knows you. That's right. People think they know you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. You may think you know your husband. Or your you before you get married, you may think you know him. You don't know him till you marry him. That's and right. then you see the true colors of him. Come on. Amen. Amen. Then you see his true true colors. You see his true character. Because he ain't dating you no more. You are his. Mm -hmm. He owns you. And you own him. And, and she owns you. That's right. We, we, we set ourselves out when we get married. That's where it's supposed to be. She's mine, I'm hers. What is mine is, is hers. What's hers is mine. If that ain't oneness, I don't know what that is. Amen. Amen. A lot of people get married today. And, and they want to get married. They want to keep separate checking accounts. Separate savings account. Come on. Separate this, that, and the other. They don't want to join them together. Preach it. That, that ain't going to work. It ain't good for a relationship to work like that. Whatever's in the checkbook, hey, she got access to it, he got access to it. They both should know what, what is theirs. Amen. Amen. It ain't my house, it's our house. That's right. It ain't our, my car, it's our car. That's right. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Character. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. You don't have to turn there, but Galatians 5, 22 and 23 speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. And there's also nine fruits of the Spirit. The, the, the fruit of the Spirit is your character. It's how much love you walk in. That's right. That's your character. Now, how can we be Christians and hate folks? That's right. And mistreat folks all the time. Have a sour, sour attitude. Who in the world wants to be a Christian and hang around sourpuss all day long? Somebody's been sucking on lemon all day long. Oh, we got joy of the Lord down there in our house. I mean at the church. And, 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 and they say, well, you didn't get none of it. <laughs> Come on. Well, you, Come must on. Have, you must have missed that Sunday. 
<laughs> but people want, people love good fruit. Amen. But they don't like bad fruit. I don't know about you, but whenever I go spend money at the grocery store and I'm looking for fruit, I don't pick out the grapes that are rotten. Do y'all spend money on rotten grapes? No. I mean, they ain't cheap. I don't buy rotten apples either. Uh-uh. I don't buy rotten nothing. That's bad fruit. Nobody wants bad fruit. But the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. That's right. By their character. Amen? Amen. If we got good character, the people going to know we've been hanging around Jesus. That's right. We represent him. We got joy. We got peace. We got the love of God. We got patience. We got long-suffering. We got faithfulness. We got the fruit of the Spirit. That represents Christ. But that deals with our character. That's right. The gifts is something that blesses others. Our characters represent Jesus in the world. Amen? Amen. Now, in the, in the character test, what takes place is a person is surrounded by ungodliness that attempts to pull him or her in the wrong direction. If you get saved, sooner or later, the devil's going to come knocking back at your door. And what's, his, what's he want to do? If he sees you walking with Jesus, he's going to try to get you to walk back where, we, where you came from. Yes. Where you familiar, your familiar territory. Your old buddies, your old playmates, your old playground. He's going to make that a look alluring to you like, don't you miss that? Come on. Don't you miss hanging around them guys? Y'all used to have such a good time. Y'all used to have so many good parties. Y'all used to have so many get-togethers. Y'all used to get around the grill and, and, and drink and smoke and talk and joke and, and all that. He go, the devil's going to say, don't you miss all that? And that's a character test. The devil's trying to draw you back into ungodliness. And this is where the character test, God lets you find out. He already knows where you are. He's letting you find out which way you're going to go. And you won't know till you put in that position. Hello? Come on. When you put in that position, you'll know whether you pass or you fail. I remember after I got saved, uh, <coughs> I, I called my dad and said, Daddy, I got saved. I'm proud of you, son. Well, that was number one confession to the world. My dad, he was the first one to know. Second, it wasn't long after I got saved, here come my old buddies. <laughs> Driving up in the yard. They getting out. They got the beers in the hand. And they coming on up in there. Coming to my doorstep. I said, uh-oh. Got to make a stand today. So I met them on the, on the doorstep there. Down there at 140 Union Chapel Road. Etonton, Georgia. <laughs> so, and I, I met him on that. My, my buddy coming up the... Up the Stared with a beer. I said, hey, man, I got to tell you something. He said, yeah, man, what's going on? I said, man, I just got saved the other night. I gave, I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, yeah? I said, you're welcome to come in, but that, that, that thing in your hand, it got to, if you don't mind, put that back in the car. You can come in, but that other thing got to stay in the car. He said, 
They say, I'm so proud of you, man. He said, but really, I, I, I got to go on down the road. I got to go see so-and-so. I just stopped by the hand and see you for a second. You know, hardly ever come back again after you make that stand. But if you don't make that stand, the devil will keep knocking and keep knocking and keep pulling you. So he finally puts a hook in you and pull, start pulling you back. It's just a character test. We all have to go through these tests. The time test, hey, Jesus is going to find out where you're at. Can you wait? Can you be patient? The word test, you're going to have to pass that one too, sooner or later. Now we're at the character test. How much of Jesus do you got in you? Amen? Amen. Character. Character. A lot of times you don't hear too many messages on godly character, but man, we need godly character. Amen? Amen. There should be a big difference between us and the world. That's right. People that send the church and the people in the world, that's, that, that, that's two different people, two different groups. One is unsaved, the other one is saved. One don't know Jesus, the other one knows Jesus. One should be walking in the light, the other one's still walking in the darkness. We shouldn't be light and darkness have no communion with one another. Can I have amen? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on. But I'm trying to say there should be a difference in us if we claim to be children of the Most High God, born of the Spirit of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, we got the Holy Ghost living inside of us, and they should be able to tell a difference between us and the world, and if they don't, there's a problem. Hello? Amen. Amen. There's a problem there. I was studying this today and said, some people ain't saved because you are. <laughs> Think about that. Come on. Some people ain't saved because you are. Which means you are shedding a negative light on Jesus Christ as a Christian. That ought to be a shame. You know what that means? They need some reshaping, some molding. They need some transformation. Hello, y'all. Come on. Amen. Amen. I got Jesus in my life. I got Jesus in my life. And you can't tell them from the world. Character needs to be worked on. Throughout the, my 27 years here pastoring, I have seen people that can quote scriptures but couldn't live none. Come on. I'm talking about want to prophesy on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about shake the hair down. Mm -hmm. Run around church three times. Blow the trumpet. And can't live one scripture. Come on. Quote them all day long. Something wrong with that character. That's character. Mm -hmm. We can have gifts, but we need to watch out for our character. You know who didn't ever watch out for their character? Was a man in the book of Judges. Had long hair. Samson. Mm -hmm. And he was strong. Yeah. His on. name was Samson. That's right. He was anointed yeah. with supernatural strength. But he had so many character flaws. Yeah. He played and played and monkeyed around with the anointing to finally he lost it. Yeah. He lost it because of his character mm -hmm. fell apart. Amen? The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. That's right. Godliness, holiness, consecrated to the Lord that how we live, what's on the inside of us, how pure is my heart? 
That's right. We don't know until we go into the fire, until we go into these tests, really who we are. That's then right. we begin to see, man, I ain't as pretty as I thought I was. That's right. Come on. I ain't as godly as I thought I was. I ain't, as, I ain't got as much of Jesus as I thought I had. Yeah. Until you go into a test, and then you find it. But listen, here's the thing. If you fail the test, and oftentimes we fail, sometimes we don't pass the test the first time. That's right. I know some people that, take, that were wanting to get into the insurance business that failed the test three and four times before they finally passed it. Uh -huh. That's the way it is with God. God going to keep giving you these tests. There ain't no such thing as a failure. He ain't going to kick you out of heaven for it, but... Hallelujah, you're going to have to keep retaking these tests till you finally pass it. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. Here's a, a good example. And you can read this for yourself. If you're taking notes, write this down. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 27 through 36. And 1 Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1 through 3. And it talks about the prophet Samuel. The prophet Samuel. He was born. His mama was Hannah. We often know who Hannah was because she couldn't have children. But she got down at the altar and prayed and cried and begged God for a child. And God gave her the desires of her heart and she gave god gave her a child and his name his, he was he was born a son her only son and when she would he was born she gave him back she went during her prayer she said if you give me a, a child i'll give him back to you that was the covenant and the agreement that they had you give me a child i'll give the child back to you so after she got the child weaned and old enough, she took the child to, a, to another prophet by the name of Eli. He was a priest in the tabernacle. He was over the services. He was the high priest in those days, Eli. And Hannah took uh, Samuel and gave him to Eli and said, here he is, I'm leaving him with you. I told him, I, would, I told the Lord I'd give my child to, to the Lord. Here he is. So Eli was left with Samuel, and Samuel was watching Eli daily. But Eli, had, in his older age, had become spiritually and physically dull. Uh -huh. he, he wasn't sharp anymore. He wasn't holy anymore. He wasn't doing what was right anymore. But he was still in position as the high priest. And he had two sons, and his two sons would uh, have for, would have forna, commit fornication with women, women at the door of the tabernacle. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. That's very ungodly. Mm -hmm. That's like me approving somebody to have fornication at the door of the church out there on Sunday morning, people coming in. Mm. That would be extremely wicked. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Boy, that would turn so many people off like, boy, what kind of church we got here? Yeah, come on. But that was what was happening. They were committed fornication with women at the door of the tabernacle. And guess what? 
Eli, the high priest, wouldn't discipline his sons. Wouldn't do anything about that because of his spiritual dullness. And guess what happened? God finally had to come in, intervene, and put a stop to it. Guess what he did? Kill his sons. Both of them sons uh-huh. dropped dead. Yep. Dead. Why? Because their father would not bring correction to their children. Yep. Fathers, mothers, it's our responsibility to bring correction to our children. That's if right. we don't, bad things can happen if they continue in it. Amen? Amen. 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 So, Samuel was watching all this. But here's the thing. He kept himself by worship, prayer, and his relationship with Almighty God. He didn't let the corruption get to him. He could have easily said, "This is I can go this way. But Samuel said no. So guess what? Samuel... Hallelujah, became a great prophet and he kept himself pure. He passed the character test. Amen? Amen. There's so many people in the Bible that had to pass this character test. And a lot of people in the Bible that were used bodily by God had flaws. Mm-hmm. They had flaws. Wouldn't it be, I mean, it's not very easy to find people that that are serving God that are 100% pure. Yeah. Jesus was the only one that ever walked this earth that never sinned. That's right. Okay? Charles Spurgeon, I, I mentioned this at the jail last night. Charles Spurgeon, an old evangelist in the 1800s, a mighty man of God, he said, uh, God uses those that fail. Why? Because he has no other choice. That's right. Look around at the world and find somebody that ain't failed. That's right. Come on. Amen? Amen. But David failed. Mm-hmm. David, King David, a mighty man, a man after God's own heart, so loved God. God chose him as a young man to become the king. He eventually took over the kingdom and became the king. But yet, one day, when he, was, he should have been out at war with his, with his army, he stayed back home. And there was a beautiful woman taking a, a bath, and he looked over and seen her, and there came a spirit of lust. Mm-hmm. The, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, those are temptations that test our character. That's right. And David failed in that area. He did. He looked over, and next thing you know, man, Satan started painting pictures in his mind. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, he, he committed an act of adultery. Next thing you know, he killed her husband. After all that, David failed a character test, and he was a man after God's own heart. If it can happen to David, it can happen to others. Amen? Amen. Y'all remember uh, Brother Swagger? Yeah. yeah. Man, I tell you, Brother Swagger, man, he, I watched him the other night on TV. Man, he was, I'm telling you, I was saying amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. He preached a, a, a beautiful Holy Ghost inspired sermon but then one day he fell and the whole world jumped on him not only did the world and the media the church jumped on him come on the church jumped on him one thing the church ain't ever been good about is helping the wounded that's right 
When somebody wounded, you got to help them. Amen? Amen. In the military, if somebody wounded, they supposed to have somebody to help tote them out, out, out of the jungle, out of the military action, get them back to get them some help. But the church, when they see somebody wounded, instead of actually picking them up and helping them, they like, you shouldn't have done that. You know better. Come on. And, and you don't even know what they've been doing. Yeah, come on. Amen. So, but Brother Jimmy's a great preacher. I'm glad that he's restored. I believe he got restored. And that's what God wants to do. David got restored. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. I remember Brother Hagin one time, in closing, Dave, Brother, Brother uh, Kenneth Hagin said that one time he went to a pastor's leaders conference, a bunch of pastors, evangelists, men of God. They were all there. And he said when he walked in, there was a bunch of them all gathered together. And he said he just walked up to the circle where they were talking, and they were all talking about this pastor that had fallen. He had fallen into sin. Fallen into sin. And one of them, they kept saying, said, man, I would never go hear him again. I would never go hear him again. And they were all agreeing that, you know, you know we wouldn't go hear him. He's fallen. He ain't no good. And then they looked at Brother Hagin and said, what would you do? And Brother Hagin said, well, let me ask you a question. If King David was preaching across the street, would y'all go listen to him? And they'd be like, oh yeah, King David? Yeah, we'd go listen to him. What did David do? Not only did he have an adulterous affair, he killed the husband. Mm. He tried to hide it all. Y'all would go listen to him, but y'all still murdering this guy. Uh -huh. Amen. Come on. So what's the difference? Hey, people fall. Help them get back up. Amen. Help them get restored. Help them keep moving again. Don't just don't just keep shooting arrows in them. But the character test that tells us a lot about ourselves too. When somebody falls, if we happy because they fail, something wrong with our character. Something wrong with our character. If I'm happy because some pastor fails. And I'm rejoicing and telling everybody in the city about it, everywhere I go out to eat, that y'all hear about so-and-so. Y'all hear about so-and-so. Man, you shouldn't even be spreading that. First of all, you, you wasn't an eyewitness to it. That's right. Come on. You might be slandering. Mm -hmm. Because, well, I found out two weeks later. That didn't even happen. And you done told everybody in Morgan County. Yep. <coughs> and then I know you didn't pick up the phone and try to tell her, get it straightened out. Because... Mm -hmm. Get a hold of everybody you told in Morgan County that this guy fell when it was all wrong. I know they didn't pick up the phone and say, no, hey, I wanted to correct that. No, they just let it go. It ain't right. That's, that's what you call bearing false witness. Mm -hmm. So don't be happy when somebody falls. Be sad. Pray for them. Because the Bible said, take heed that you stand lest you Fall. Come on. Ain't nobody in here above falling. Anybody in here ain't fail? Mm. 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 Anyhow, God wants to give us these tests to find out, for us to find out who we really are. <coughs> what we are lacking. Where we are weak. Amen. Amen. Different people are weak in different areas. That's right. And the devil knows your weakness. That's right. So the tests are coming. They're going to continue to come. The more you pass, 
the more you're going to look like Jesus. Amen? Amen. If you're watching by media today, it was an honor and blessing to come into your home. I hope that this sermon blessed you. I hope it uh, encourages you to be closer to Jesus than ever before. Let all these tests that's being done, hallelujah, bring glory, honor, and praise to Jesus Christ. The more you submit, the higher you're going to go with Jesus. So praise God. We love you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, give your life to him. It's the best life out there. Jesus Christ come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. By believing in Jesus Christ in your heart and confessing him with your mouth, the Bible says you shall be saved. So hallelujah. Give your life to Jesus and get to living the good life. We love you. God bless you. See you soon.